It's Tuesday, June 1, 2021. For its part, the activist here said that ExxonMobil still has no credible plan to protect value in an energy transition. Bad day for big oil could be a turning point for climate action, as landmark decisions in the courtroom and the boardroom hit Exxon, Chevron, and Shell, all on one day. <laughs> Plus, new study shows how fossil fuel industry PR has shifted from denying climate change to blaming consumers. Gotta blame someone other than themselves. All of those stories and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. We're looking forward to uh, welcoming the new directors to the board and look forward to working with them constructively, collectively. And begrudgingly. Am I right, ExxonMobil CEO Darren Woods? This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, bad day for big oil indeed. And of course, it happens on a day that we had to stand down because of construction outside of our studio. So I guess we got a lot to catch up on today. (laughs) Yes, we do. But first, a new study shows how the fossil fuel industry's climate science denial propaganda has evolved from outright denial of human-caused global warming to now blaming consumers to deflect fossil fuels' responsibility. (laughs) Recent investigations have shown that oil industry executives knew since at least the 1970s that burning their product causes catastrophic climate change, and then they chose to spend hundreds of millions of dollars funding climate science denial propaganda, lying to the public and the investors about it. And yet somehow it's my fault that I believed them? (laughs) Yes. This new study shows how the fossil fuel industry shifted their PR strategy and is now framing it to deflect attention onto consumer demand for fossil fuels, which until recently was the only energy source available to consumers, thanks in part to the fossil fuel industry's lobbying to quash renewable energy as competition. Funny how that works. Harvard researchers show how Exxon's PR shifted focus onto individuals to solve climate change, with campaigns to Cut back on your individual carbon footprint (laughs) and other tactics to make it seem inevitable that oil and gas must be used in coming decades in order to downplay and deflect the fossil fuel industry's responsibility for climate change. But it isn't working so well anymore. In a watershed moment for the oil industry, Wednesday, May 26th, was a very bad day for big oil. A day that may live in infamy for them? Yes, with losses in both the courtroom and the boardroom all on the same day. In Exxon's annual meeting, a tiny activist shareholder group known as Engine One, backed by major pension and hedge funds, succeeded for the first time ever in adding two new activist pro-climate investors to Exxon's board of directors. Nice. A majority of Exxon shareholders agreed that the company should diversify and, like European oil companies, begin investing heavily in renewables to protect future profits. That, after Exxon spent a lot of time and a lot of money campaigning against those new activist board members. On CNBC, Exxon CEO Darren Woods downplayed the landmark vote. What we're seeing with these votes is the desire to uh, continue to put pressure in that space and to in areas where we can to accelerate that to help society move through this transition. But at the same time, recognize we're going to continue to need uh, oil and gas. We've got to continue to support the economies and people's standards of living. See that? 
He's promoting more oil and gas. Yeah, that's right. And it's it's only your fault because you want to keep your standard of living. Hours later, on the same day at Chevron's annual meeting, investors defied company management on a pivotal climate vote, passing a resolution put forward by activist-led investor group Follow This to pressure the oil company to reduce its emissions. The activist group said in a statement, quote, We want you to act by decreasing emissions now, not in the distant future. Mm. And in what may be the most consequential development, on the same day in Europe, a Dutch court ruled that Royal Dutch Shell must move faster to cut its carbon emissions, ordering the company to cut emissions by 45 percent by 2030. That's more than double the company's current target. The Hague District Court did not say how Shell should achieve the cutbacks, but ruled Shell has a duty of care to reduce emissions. Shell says it will appeal, but France 24 reporter Fernand Van Tetz noted what is key here. The court decided, first of all, that the Dutch uh, court had a jurisdiction in this case. Shell had said that consumers were responsible for what they put out and that um, countries where that was omitted were responsible. However, the court said that uh, it could rule on this. They do say that Shell has the right to set policy and that policy has an impact on the environment, on the emission standards, and that has an impact on us all. Now, the court asserting jurisdiction could set a precedent for similar legal actions against polluting multinationals around the world. These landmark defeats could be an inflection point in breaking the fossil fuel industry's grip on society. A very bad day for big oil indeed. Let's hope we see a lot more of them in the days ahead. For much <laughs> yes. more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Because you had a bad-